And let's go ahead and turn to Matthew uh, chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And uh, <clears throat> we'll start in verse number 16. Again, this will be kind of an introductory text to the message here tonight as we consider an area where we need to take the lead in. And again, we're just going to continue in that series. Again, I think it's a good one. And uh, nonetheless, Matthew chapter 10. And verse number 16, the Bible says this, and Jesus says this. He says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. The Lord would have us to be wise as serpents, but yet harmless as doves. And so I believe the Lord would have us to be discerning. He'd have us to be understanding things that we ought to understand. And I want to read you just a little, I don't know, uh, something that someone wrote about the obituary of the late Mr. Common Sense. The obituary of the late Mr. Common Sense. You know what common sense is? That's just common sense, things that you ought to know. And this is an obituary, but I, I don't believe, again, common sense is dead totally. But I think it's kind of interesting how it was written. It says here, Today we mourn the passing of our beloved old friend, Common Sense, who has been with us for many years. No one knows for sure how old he was since his birth records were long ago lost in the bureaucratic, bureaucratic red tape. He remembered as having, uh, having cultivated such valuable lessons as knowing when to come out of the rain, why the early bird gets the worm, Life isn't always fair. Maybe it's my fault. Common sense lived a simple, sound financial policies. Don't spend more than you have or more than you can earn. Reliable strategies such as adults, not children, are in charge. His health began to deteriorate rapidly when well-intentioned but overbearing regulations were set in place. Reports of a six-year-old charged with sexual harassment for kissing a classmate. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that. A little boy kissed a little girl, six-year-old, and he was tossed out of school, suspended. Anyways, it goes on. Teen suspended from school for using mouthwash after lunch. And a teacher fired for reprimanding an unruly student only worsened his condition. Common sense lost ground when parents attacked teachers for doing their job that they themselves had failed to do in disciplining their unruly children. It declined even further when schools were required to get parental consent to administer sun lotion or band-aid to a student, but could not inform parents when a student was pregnant or wanted to have an abortion. Common sense lost the will to live as the Ten Commandments were contrabanded. Churches became businesses. Criminals be received better treatment than their victims. Common sense took a beating when he couldn't defend yourself from a burglar who came into your home. And the burglar could sue you for an assault. Common sense finally gave up the will to live after a woman failed to realize that a steaming hot coffee spilled on her lap would burn her and was properly reward, promptly rewarded a huge settlement. 
common sense was preceded in death by her parents. I think it's kind of interesting. Truth and trust. His wife, discretion, along with his daughter and son, responsibility and reason. He is survived by four stepsons. They are, I know my rights. I want it now. Someone else to blame. I am a victim. We see the death of common sense. And I don't believe common sense is God, but I think common sense is lacking. Even our society, just plain old common sense. It's amazing how people aren't even wise to things that people used to think were just plain common sense. Let's turn, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, well, how did common sense maybe disappear? How did common sense maybe end up dying to a large degree around the country and maybe around the world to some degree? Common sense. Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 1, the Bible says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple and to young men, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Tonight, I'd like to look at this thought as we consider taking the lead. And again, I want to consider this thought of taking the lead and being discerning. Taking the lead and being discerning or having common sense. Let's pray as we consider these thoughts. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word here tonight. Thank you again for the power it has. I thank you for the wisdom it has. I thank you for the book of Proverbs that I believe has been so neglected by society, so neglected by even believers that... Uh, at times, again, we don't have the sense we should have. We don't have the wisdom we should have. We don't have the knowledge, discretion, and all the things we need to be equipped uh, in in this, this our day, and in really any day. Help us, Lord, again here tonight to consider some thoughts that could be a help to us in this area of discernment or discretion. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe every generation needs to be discerning. And uh, every generation needs common sense and knowledge and wisdom. I simply believe that the Bible gives us all those things that we need to know to have wisdom. We gain wisdom by listening and hearing instruction, the Bible says. To receive instruction, verse 3, and wisdom and justice and judgment and equity. To give subtlety to the simple and the young man knowledge and discretion, a wise man will here, an increased learning in a man of understanding shall attain to wise counsel. Why lack of wisdom in society? Why lack of knowledge and discretion, discernment, all these things that are needful for us to have? Why a lack of prudence and common sense? Could it be traced back to a lack of knowledge of the scriptures? A lack of things that should be known that aren't known much today. Let's turn over to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Just going forward here a little bit in the Bible. There's a couple of verses I'd like again to just kind of maybe look at a little more than maybe others from the book of Proverbs here tonight. 
But uh, as we consider seeking to be discerning, we need to understand that we can't believe everything that we hear if we're going to discern. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. The simple believe every word. You know, we might think everybody today just believes anything they hear. And we might think, again, maybe today too many people don't believe what they should. Let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 31 to have prudence, to look well to your going, to look well to what people are saying, to consider the words and maybe not just believe everything, but consider them. And then maybe believe them if they're founded in truth. Proverbs chapter 31, verse number 27, speaking of the wise woman, the virtuous woman, the virtuous mother. Proverbs 31, verse number 27, it says, She looketh well to the ways of her household, and she eateth not the bread of idleness. Verse 26, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. This woman here in Proverbs chapter 31 certainly has a model in ways and what she does and talks about her wisdom. She opened her mouth with wisdom and her, law, her tongue is a law of kindness. She looketh well to the way of her household. She eateth not the bread of idleness. She looketh. She looketh. I think that's so needful today to look over things, to consider things. Lest we or anyone might be deceived. You know, it talks about here looking well. And it says that also back in Proverbs 14, verse number 15. It says that the prudent man, he looketh well. This virtuous woman, she looketh well. Both these talks about them looking well to his goings and to her ways. If we don't look, sometimes we'll bump into things. We'll hurt ourselves. Remember, again, and again, this is several years ago, but uh, we would go and visit uh, little grandma, as we called her. We'd go to Devil's Lake, and uh, as we went to Devil's Lake, me and my wife, we would end up sleeping on this bed. And on this bed, I mean, it had a nice, nice bed for us to stay in and that sort of thing, but I don't know how many times I bumped my leg on this post near the bed because my bed never had anything like that. So I would just come up to the bed and I'd, I'd just, wow, whack my leg on that. I mean, it hurt. It was metal and it hurt. But I'd do it over and over again. I mean, I don't know how many times i do it. And then... I think finally by the time I'd been there several, several times, I would be always, I'm not going to do that today. And it's because it stuck out like four inches from the mattress. But it's just smart to look well. It's smart to look where you're going. I mean, if you're going through the woods, it's good to look around and consider. If you're going down a trail you've never been through, it's good to look at that pathway. Again, if you're working on a job site, it's good to look around. Again, if there's Garbage on the floor, clutter in the room, it's good to look around. Let's turn back to Proverbs 14, 
You know, sometimes I think it's, it's embarrassing sometimes that we don't consider or think or have our mind in gear when we should have our mind in gear. The Bible says here again, and I want to look at this verse again before moving on here, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15, it says, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. He looketh well to his The simple believe every word. You know, we might think that journalists today were outlandish. Might think again, maybe, you know, some journalists today, they... They make up these stories, these crazy, crazy stories, these outlandish tales, these lies even, and that sort of thing. But let me take you back in history to a guy who was born in 1875 and died in 1933. It was an American journalist named Louis Timothy Stonewall. Louis Timothy Stonewall was known as the Winstead Liar. As a journalist, the Winstead Liar. He was from Connecticut. He deceived people through outlandish, fabricated stories. Stories about America, freaks of nature, such as a tree that produced baked apples. Boy, what a story. A tree that makes baked apples. Just to let you know, there's no tree like that. A squirrel that brushed its Master shoes with its tail every morning. That's a pretty cool story, but it's, it's not a true story. A cow that owned, two, owned by two spinsters that was so modest that she would not allow a man to milk her. Boy, that's a modest cow. How about a cow that was locked away in an ice house? And after that, you know what? For two weeks, he produced ice cream. Someone says, you, you can't believe that people would believe this stuff. But they did. A man that, um, again, a hand that actually rode in on a trade to Winstead and laid an egg to pay for its ride. I mean, I understand this is way back when, and maybe some of the people at Winstead were too sharp or whatever it might be, and maybe people back then didn't think much, so to speak. Maybe they didn't have common sense, but when it comes to common sense or wisdom or discretion is something that we need, and how can one get it? Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. I believe you can get it by considering God's will and you'll be discerning. Considering God's will and being discerning. And again, there's a lot of things that we could talk about under that, but let's turn over to 1 Peter uh, chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Consider God's will and be discerning. What is God's will? And you can look at it in nature. You can look at it around in this world and consider what God's will is. And again, just consider his will in being discerning. What is God's will for Christians? Well, they be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8 and 9, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in your faith, knowing that of the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Be sober, 
be vigilant. Are we to be vigilant? Yes, that's what the Bible says. Be vigilant, be wise, be sober, be vigilant. To be vigilant is to be watchful, to be careful. Careful for who? The devil who seeketh to devour, he seeketh to destroy, he seeketh to deceive. And so we need to be careful concerning the devil. This is good for us. The world of God would say, be discerning. There's a devil out there. The devil's a deceiver. And the devil's a liar. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, someone might say, well, the devil, I'm, I'm not concerned about the devil because I don't even believe there is a devil. And there's certainly a lot of people that don't believe there's a devil. And I, I get that. But Christians should be sober, that's to be serious, be vigilant, that's to be watchful and careful because there is a devil and he seeketh to devour, he seeketh to destroy. Ephesians chapter 5, in verse number 14, it says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now it tells you to understand what the will of the Lord is, and then it tells you what the will of the Lord is. Verse number 15, see that you walk circumspectly, it would be wise for us to walk circumspectly. The word circumspectly means to look at all sides. We know that circumference is the distance around a circle. And so again, to look at all sides, we would consider all sides. Consider different circumstances. Consider different thoughts. Consider different words. Different sources. And be watchful of danger. Be watchful of Deception, be watchful of the devil. That's God's will for us. Turn to Proverbs chapter 14. You say, why? Well, I just want to come back here again. Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 15. Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 15, it says here, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. The prudent man will check out. Look at different sides, consider different matters, consider different persons, consider different counsel, consider a wide variety of thoughts. It's okay. When people say, well, don't even check into evolution. No, check into evolution so you can see how foolish it really is. A Christian might say, well, evolution is just a bunch of foolishness, but look at it. It does have some sense to it. But then there's some sense to it that just doesn't make sense at all, especially considering DNA and the scientific things we know today to be true. And then someone says, well, I don't believe in evolution. Why? Because it's utterly foolish. It's just not wise. It doesn't even make common sense. I mean, we've never seen an animal become another animal, have you? Throughout history, how is that ever going to happen? Well, through evolution, it just changes over time. I understand what they're saying, but to go from one species to another species, it doesn't work. And even with mutations, and I had a friend back in, at NDSU, Jeff Wander, he was just like, didn't you understand that mutated animals, whatever kind of animals they are, the mutants, so to speak, of animals, 
normally never produce and often die early. They're not a superior race that will overtake the other. They just are wiped out. Turn to Proverbs chapter 19. I know you've seen probably at different places. I remember again seeing again a calf that had two heads. That's pretty freaky. But you can see that calf with two heads in Nebraska. But it's kind of freaky. It's, but are there now two calves with two heads? You see them all. Have you, how many of you have seen a calf in, with two heads in Valley City or at the Winter Show? Never seen one? No, I didn't think so. I mean, there's mutations and there's different things, but I've never seen a, never seen a real change like they talk about changes. I mean, going from something, a pool of slime into something is just ridiculous. Proverbs chapter 19, in verse number 1 and verse number 2, it says, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. And that the soul be without knowledge, it's not good. And he that hasteneth with his feet sinneth. It's not good sometimes when people don't know. The soul that was out, out knowledge is not good. And so we need to be equipped with knowledge. We need to look well to our goings. And in this world, people will blindly believe things. And sometimes people will do things because they've been dared to do it. I dare you to jump. I dare you to do this or that. And these are utterly foolish in most cases, for sure. Because it says there in verse number two, it says, uh, the soul that be without knowledge is not good, and he that hasteneth with his feet sinneth. And so you can make hasty decisions, non-circumspect decisions, but we can also make careful, considerate decisions. We can count the cost. We consider many different sides. We can learn from mistakes. Common sense does, says not to spend more than you can afford. Did Americans learn that? When it came to the 2008 crisis, the housing crisis. No, they didn't. Over a million Americans lost their houses because they were foreclosed on, because they purchased homes that they could not afford and couldn't make the payment and didn't truly consider the future. Didn't consider maybe the stock market might crash at some point. That's possible, is it not? It's happened before, it can happen again. And so, first of all, consider God's will and be discerning. Consider your way and be discerning. Let's turn over to Proverbs chapter 14. Consider your way. The prudent man looketh well to his going. The woman there in Proverbs chapter 31, she looketh well to her household. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 8 says this, The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his ways. It's good to understand yourself. It's good to understand people. It's good to understand your limitations. You know, we sing that song, and maybe you haven't sung it before, but maybe some of you have. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see, be careful little ears what you hear, be careful little mouth what you say, on and on it goes. 
All these teach us to be cautious, considerate, to look around, to look well, to understand our way, to understand things around us. Haggai 1, 6, 7 says this, consider your ways. Let's not turn there, but let's turn to Proverbs chapter 22. To consider our ways is to consider the future. You know, that's a good thing to do anytime in life. Not just now, but in the past, it's always good to consider the future. You know, one cannot be blindly optimistic. That's just not good. Neither should one be blindly pessimistic. They're two extremes. The Bible says this, though, in Proverbs chapter 22, verse number three, 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 it says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. You know, there are people, I believe, before the bubble busted in 2008 or 9, when it comes to the housing market, that knew it was coming. They could see it was coming. Even people told it was coming. I know there's always people talking about, this is going to bust, it's going to be burst, or they're going to say things like, gold's going to just reach, you know, historic heights. And you're wondering, is that what's going to happen or not? I don't know. But if you looked around and you considered and and you considered maybe and just maybe ask this question, how many times has that, rat, that ad been run? And over how many years where someone has said the same thing over and over? Historic gold prices, silver price, right around the corner. Go get your gold. Someone says, well, I guess he said it, or whatever it might be. You've got to consider both reality and possibility. Those are very keen things to think about. Reality and possibility. Reality is what we're living with right now. Possibility is what could come in the future. And so a prudent man foreseeth. And so there's need for us to have foresight. I understand again there in the Old Testament, Joseph was given foresight to see a famine coming. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, a lot of people will talk about it's feast and famine. Times of feast, times of famine. It's cyclical. You look at history, it's times of feast, times of famine. Think of the average farmer. They leave through a feast and famine. The cycles of agriculture. I worked in agriculture there, not as a farmer, but as someone who worked on machinery. And I remember back in the days when I was working there over at Case Concord, and, and I mean, there were cycles when it came to it. I mean, we had, we had a year where it was overtime, overtime, overtime. And then you had a year where, I mean, guys, it's hard to keep you guys going at 40 hours a week. And people should see that that's, that's life to some degree. It's feast and famine. I understand some people might have feast, 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 most and maybe all their life. And some might have famine, 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 maybe most or all their life, but most of us have both feast and famine. Turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Consider God's will. Consider your way. And then thirdly, which is very important, to consider your words. Consider your words. And so we need to be careful what we say. Again, I, I have to be utterly careful with that, especially being a pastor or a preacher. People do listen to me. As a parent, people listen to me. As a friend, people listen to me. I'm not saying they listen to me like I'm somebody, but they listen to me. 
at least to some degree. They consider me to some degree, just like they do everybody else. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse number 2, it says, Be not rash with thy mouth, and let thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth, therefore let thy words be few. And so we need to consider our words. We're not to be rash, which means to be hasty with our words, but to be careful, not careless, with what we say. The world can say, say whatever you want, anytime you want, however you want, in whatever language you want. But that's plainly foolish. Be not rash with your mouth. Verse 1, it says, Keep thy foot when thou, enter, uh, thou goest into the house of God. Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. And so when you come to the house of God and you get a chance to hear from the words of God, listen. And be careful, even with speaking the word of God. Let's turn to Judges chapter 19. A discerning tool. Again, maybe something that you could use. Maybe a three-step process maybe that you might consider. I'm not saying, again, this is a a for surely biblical, and I say that because I, I look at this passage of Scripture, and this is taking from a passage of scriptures that deals kind of with a different subject, but I see in this passage of Scripture some things I believe about life in general, and without getting into detail, I just want to consider these words that are found in Judges chapter 19, verse number 30. I think they're, they're worth looking at when it comes to being discerning. Judges chapter 19, verse number 30, it says, And it was so that all that saw it said, There was no such deed done, nor seen in that day, that the children of Israel came out of the land of Egypt unto this day. And then it says, Consider of it, take advice, and speak your minds. Again, Again, you can go back and look at what this is talking about. And again, I'm not going to, it's actually a very gruesome thing that happened there. And uh, through this situation, it was kind of trying to, I think, show something to the people of Israel. And anyways, um, after everything was said and done, you see here in the Bible, it says, consider of it, take advice and speak your minds. I think those are three things that we ought to do. Consider, that is to think. Take advice, take a counsel. Take a look around, consider different sources of counsel, and then speak or talk. I mean, I think that's just, I mean, that's, that's probably common sense, right? Consider, think, take advice, seek counsel, and then speak your mind, or, or proceed with whatever you're doing. The world says just speak your mind. That's not right. You need to think first. Take advice first. The Bible says, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. James chapter 1, verse 19, be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Swift to hear, take advice. Take advice, swift to hear, listen to other people. The world may not consider, the world may not take advice, the world may say, I, I believe it because somebody said it. I mean, this makes sense, I mean, I cow got cold and was frozen up and after being two weeks in this icy condition was able to produce ice cream. No, 
no one would ever believe that. I understand that, but isn't it just almost outrageous that even if one person believed that, I mean, I can see a little four-year-old may believe it. Hey, yes, the cow, he got cold in two weeks. And after two weeks, he produced ice cream. Oh, I want to get a cow like that. But the simple believes every word. But someone else would say, cows can't produce ice cream that way. It's not genetically possible. If you consider science, if you consider what a cow can do and can't do, ice cream is made by people, not by cows. I mean, cows are part of it. But anyways, let's turn to Psalm 119. We say this fourthly and finally, when we're trying to be discerning, not only consider God's will, I mean just his will. What is God's will? What does God want us to do? Or what, what is within his wills or his guidelines? Consider your way and consider God's word. Uh, consider your words, sir, uh, uh, your words. And then finally, and, and very importantly, consider God's word and be discerning. Psalm chapter 119 here, just looking at a few verses out of here, Psalm 119, verse number one, you want to be uh, where you should be in wisdom and in discernment and discretion. Consider the word of God, Psalm 119, verse number one, it says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. You're blessed if you walk in the law of the Lord. Verse four, it says, thou has commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently so if God says to do something, we should just seek to do it. Look at verse 16, same chapter, verse 16. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Verse 11, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sit against thee. You want to know what's right and wrong, what you should do or not do? It's in his word. This is the Word of God chapter. This is the Word of God chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. There's so many verses we could look at. Verse number 30, it says this. It says, I've chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord, putting me not to shame. I will run in the way of commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Say, how am I going to know what to do? The Bible will guide us. They'll tell us what we should do. Verse 41, it says there, Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation. According to thy word, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in thy word. I trust in thy word. Above everything, I trust in God's word. I don't trust necessarily in people. I trust in God's word. Bible says there in verse number 59, I thought on my way and I turned my path unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. Verse 63, I'm a companion of them that fear thee, of them that keep thy precepts. Verse 78, it says, let the proud be ashamed for they have dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate on thy precepts. Verse 86, all thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. All the commandments of God are faithful. 
verse 104. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And that verse that we're very familiar with, verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light on my path. How can I discern? How can I know it's right? The Bible will tell me to a large degree. Let's not be careless or foolish. Let us be circumspect. Let us be discerning. How can we know what to do? How can we be wise as serpents, harmless as doves? Let's turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, I'm just about done. Luke chapter 4, how can you, you know what you should do or what you shouldn't do to some degree? What is right? What is wrong? What is good? What is evil? Someone says, well, you go to the world for the answers. You go to the world for the answers and the world will say, kill your own child. That's not even natural. Most animals won't do that as far as I know. They won't kill their own children, but... The world say, kill your own child if you don't want to take care of it or you don't want to have it, so to speak. Go to the world for answers, the same one that says evolution is where we came from. We're cousins with the chimpanzees and the monkeys. I'm not. I understand, again, some people might believe that, but are they considering the word of God? And they're considering true science. Luke chapter 4, verse number 4, and Jesus answered saying, it is, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We want to be discerning. We've got to know the word of God. We've got to know the wisdom of God. We've got to know what God says. We need to know what's right and wrong. We need to consider God's will. Someone says, well, I think it would be a good idea for me to maybe live with someone else, do this trial marriage thing. We'll find out that's not a smart thing to do. As God's word tells us differently. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 10. We can close with this verse. Again, I believe it's very needful for us as well as the disciples to be encouraging others to be discerning, to have wisdom, to be circumspect, to consider, to take advice, and then speak your mind or proceed. Consider take advice, take counsel, and then proceed. Someone encourages you maybe to go or do something or whatever it might be in life. It's always wise, I believe, to consider, to think on your own. To take advice, that is to consider more than just what you think or what maybe your parents think. And I'm not saying, again, that's wrong. You or your parents might think. But just to, to just overall take advice from multiple sources in a multitude of counselors or safety that's what it says in the book of proverbs and then speak your mind or proceed matthew 10 verse number 16 the bible says behold i send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves so don't think there's no wolves out there there's been wolves throughout history be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves